Hey everybody, my name is Erica. Welcome back to Beyond the Behaviors Empowering Parents. I am super excited to start actually getting into some uh, stuff about my journey and everything and um, letting you guys hear about it. Um, today we're going to uh, start touching on ADHD um, and we're touching on ADHD because that is um, essentially what my son Quincy who is six years old was diagnosed with in November of 2019 um, so a little bit about Quincy he has always been a super active baby um, even when he was uh, like learning to before he learned how to crawl um, and he would always cry all the time um, anytime somebody put him down he just had to keep moving um, always had to be you know not just sitting around and at that time you know when you have a 10 month old eight month old or you know just a super small baby you don't think that these are signs of oh my my child might have ADHD or you know you think that this is just kind of um, a baby thing right uh, but that's kind of how he was as a baby. He just was still super energetic. He just couldn't move around and everything like a four or five year old could. Um, he is a twin um, and he they were born actually about four weeks and some days early. My due date was St. Patrick's Day, but I ended up actually going into labor with them um, on Valentine's Day. For anyone that doesn't know full term with twins, um, is 36 weeks and I actually went into labor with my twins at 35 weeks and four days so I was just right there on the cusp um, <clears throat> and Quincy was baby A so he is the oldest by one minute and um, he's <laughs> like just totally awesome. Quincy is so funny. I think if anyone had to ask me what the fa my favorite thing is about him, I would say his laugh. His laugh and his um, his sense of humor. He has the best laugh when he's like dying cracking up. It just like melts my heart. Um, he's super smart. I kind of call him like my, my 2020 baby Einstein. <laughs> um, He's just that kid. It's so awesome. Um, and so I actually, um, he, around when he was like three, uh, we had him in a daycare that's here in Tempe. And um, we noticed that um, prior to him getting to this, this daycare, called Little Rascals he was at a sunrise preschool and we were getting notes like every single day about him just doing all kind of stuff I mean any from throwing blocks at people who just would randomly walk in the class and these are particularly kids he was doing these things too um and he I mean it could be somebody told him no well then he wasn't having it he would book it out the class he would um, spit, he would fight, he would kick, he would take other people's food, he would flip furniture. Um, I mean, like, it was crazy. Um, and this is all what he was doing kind of at, at uh, Sunrise Preschools. And so they, like, were really ready to 
kick him out of the daycare um, because at this point, you know, they consider him like a danger to other kids and people, other kids' parents and stuff that were kind of um, having some complaints which were totally valid you know if it was my if it was Quincy who was being hit or bit or bruised or whatever the case is by another kid I would have had the same issue so I I totally understood it um and I was really in denial about it I really thought that there was just nothing wrong with him that he was just kind of bad a bad (laughs) you know a boy and you know he would grow out of it his dad was more along the lines of like something's up we really need to get him looked at and so we ended up taking him Um, a lot of things had transpired actually between his dad and I and I had made a decision that was best for myself and the kids and everything um, to move into a daycare that was actually like walking distance from where I lived at the time and so I ended up um uh putting him in this daycare and I mean you guys this daycare was absolutely amazing I mean it wasn't like you know super fancy up in Scottsdale you know (laughs) kind of daycare but um they were amazing I built a relationship with the director and all the teachers there and I mean she had a true soft spot for my son and as were other daycares would have like kicked him out and everything she really tried to work with him and even tried to come up with ways herself as to how she could be able to help calm Quincy down when he was like spiraling um and um unfortunately he hadn't started school yet so Um, He was just about to start kindergarten, and so it was technically summer break last year, um, and Quincy had, um, it it was really chaotic, and I started really paying attention and um, hearing his dad out, but I didn't really tell his dad that I was hearing him out. Um, We didn't really have the best relationship at this time, you guys. And I ended up starting to really observe Quincy and I just noticed like at home it wasn't like he was having these issues so I was so confused as to why he would like go to daycare and kind of just all the rules every everything that I say to him all the time his dad says to him just kind of went out the window Um, and he I, I started observing my son and then um when I started observing him I was really trying to see like where the the breakdown was happening and that's when I really started thinking you know I might really be in denial about this because there is something going on and so um I started looking into ADHD and um you know a lot of the the symptoms or whatever the case is are like limited attention it's hard for them to focus um they're super hyper um and really energetic and angered you know at certain things especially when things are not in a form or in a like a structured type of way and when things are super not for in a form or structured that is when I feel like 
if it was chaotic, then Quincy was chaotic. Um, and I started thinking, you know, I think in his head, when these things are this way, then that's how his behavior is displayed from him. And so I ended up contacting Arizona Children's Association. Um, and if there's anyone who is listening that lives in Arizona, um, then you probably know about them. But, um, I ended up calling them and setting up an intake appointment for Quincy. And his dad and I went, we did the intake process, um, and, um, you know, dad had some concerns about his memory. It seems like simple tasks were just really, um, hard for him to remember. And so that was the issue of dad's, but mainly it was just how aggressive he would get, um, always needing to be physical when he, um, would get upset, just not listening, saying inappropriate things, throwing things, flipping furniture, um, I mean, running out the class, just all kinds of stuff. And so, you know, we, in our intake, we were very thorough about this. We let them know. Um, and then, uh, we had to wait a little bit for a case manager to contact us. Um, and once the case manager contacted us, then, um, we would, um, go over what Quincy would be referred out to start kind of helping some, uh, seeing how we could, uh, what's the word, like, um, reverse, uh, some of the behaviors and everything. And then we actually put out for him to have a, um, uh, for him to have, I'm trying to think of the word, you guys, uh, but a psyche valve. And so at the time, um, this was in August, I believe, and we didn't actually get us our psyche valve until November. And it was actually scheduled for February of 2020, but they ended up having some cancellations and things. And so we ended up being able to get that uh, appointment moved up. And so he ended up getting, um, actually, before I say that, so um, that's when I started looking into kind of outside of medication because dad and I were really anti-medication, um, trying to look into like, what is it that we can do to help him without having him, uh, on medication and being, you know, like a little science project, seeing what works, what doesn't work because we just, we just didn't want to do that. Um, and with his dad's side of the family, you know, <clears throat> there's some history of um, addiction and things like that and so we worried about kind of introducing Quincy to like a form of a drug uh, early on and so we actually um, we actually ended up uh, let's see we actually ended up um, before our psyche valve where we could actually even have the opportunity to decide if we were going to have medication introduced to him we actually uh had him referred out for behavior coaching and you guys behavior coaching um there's all different kind of therapies and things you could do for uh in addition to uh, medication or whatever it is that you do for ADHD but it could be anything from a support group um, co cognitive uh, behavioral therapy anger management counseling um, psychoeducation family therapy um, you know children's social 
club type environments. Um, there's behavior intervention specialists. There's a lot of things out there to us that, you know, if you don't do your own research, because those little groups and everything, they didn't tell me about. I kind of figured that out on my own, doing my own research. Um, but there's so much out there. So we ended up getting referred out for, um, for behavior coaching. And let me guys, let me tell you guys, the, the company that we got referred to for behavior coaching, coaching, not going to say the name yet because I'm going to do a whole single episode about the company because they offer more than just behavior coaching. Um, and they are absolutely amazing. I could not have asked for a better, um, behavioral wellness company to pick my son up. Um, I speak so highly of them. Yeah, he actually had, this is his third behavior coach. The first two, they just kind of had to make some changes in their schedule due to the um, unforeseen things happening personally. So his behavior coach that he has now, um, he is awesome absolutely awesome um so we we started doing the behavior coaching thing with the first coach it was kind of a a, an a a, um it it was a something he had to get used to um at daycare it would help but if another kid would come up and talk to quince talk to quincy's behavior coach um he would get really um territorial would automatically start to cause an issue and get super upset in another kid's face and just all that kind of thing if they want he's like hey no back off this is my behavior coach you don't need to talk to him kind of thing or you don't need to talk to her and so um we ended up actually sticking with her and she started introducing um coping skills to Quincy and the coping skills uh, actually started helping him in so many different ways. And so um, he learned several different things. And the first uh, thing that he learned for a coping skill, um, and mind you, coping skills are different things that the kids can do in order to help them out when they're feeling stressed or when they're feeling uh, super upset or um, anything like that. So um, the teachers, or not sorry, not the teachers, the behavior coach started, you know, letting him know um, if you're getting upset, you can do uh, starfish breathing, you could walk away and each coping skill that they she introduced to him they worked on that for a certain amount of time to help him remember you know this is something you can do when you're upset instead of hitting somebody kicking somebody fighting somebody yelling (sighs) and so um whoa so actually i'm so sorry you guys my son just uh came in here and yelled in the phone so, um, from there, uh, the coping skill, that's when we started working with him on the coping skills and, um, probably about three weeks after he got his first behavior coach, um, he had to end up getting 
letting go of her. And um, one thing we struggled with with him was um, change. So we just knew that, like, with this with this new behavior coach now coming in, we kind of had to easily transition him into another behavior coach. So, um, I kind of was like, Hey, you know, it's okay. We're going to just, you're going to get a new behavior coach and this one's going to be even more awesome. And you're going to keep on learning about your coping skills and, um, everybody just, we're all team Quincy. We just want to help Quincy do good. And this, the next behavior coach is going to be here to help you do that same exact thing. So he's like, okay, mom. Okay. And so we ended up meeting into the next behavior coach. Um, and this second one was actually from the same company as the first one. And, um, he was really cool with Quincy. He was really laid back and chill. And I felt like his vibes kind of like, um, helped Quincy like, oh, he seems real calm and stuff. Maybe I should be calm too. Um, and so we had this behavior coach for honestly, like maybe four weeks. And then we ended up having to have have him go for again some unforeseen things happening in his personal life and so then we came to his third behavior coach mind you um in the middle of these transitions for him we actually um in the middle of these transitions for him he started kindergarten and um upon him starting kindergarten we actually um i was up front and center with the school and um, I told them you know this is what my son's doing um, he hasn't been formally diagnosed with ADHD or anything but th- we're pretty sure that's what it is um, you know these are the those what appears to be triggers his triggers are could be anything from um, uh, his siblings um, being told no um, when things get super chaotic, you know, they're not in a structured way. Uh, when uh, he gets super anxious and is just really unsure of stuff. Or if he can't have what he wants in a situation. Um, if he can't has, have what he wants and he lacks, like, the ability to be able to... Um, to... Um, kind of understand when somebody is saying, like, hey, we don't like that anymore. We... We want you to stop. We don't want to play anymore kind of thing. So we kind of, I just went through this long line of like, you know, he's super energetic. It's hard for him to sit still. He's super antsy. He's, he's going to say things that um, are not true. Like for instance, running to the bathroom 50,000 times, totally not true. But it was his way to be able to say, uh, like, I, I don't want to sit here anymore. I want to just get up and go. And um, so with that we actually um they they took everything we said into consideration and they were totally for it i will tell you guys that this school they made kindergarten absolutely awesome for him it was such an amazing first experience and they were totally there for him they were on our team to make sure that he succeeded and was um doing doing the best that he could and the, um, the counselor, the school principal, the psychologist, all of them all participated in everything for him. Um, 
And so, um, it was just a really great experience, and I'm so thankful that the school was willing to do that for Quincy. They were willing to get him, like, a wiggle seat, and, um, you know, they started and started, um, having, uh, checkout days with the counselor to see what he was doing, and if he was good or if he was bad, there was, like, rewards and things like that, um, and, um, you know, it was a really great first experience, um, and guys, we have about five minutes left, so I'm gonna, um, this will be continued in, into, um, next week's episode, so, uh, just want to touch on that really quick, but, um, so I ended up letting them know, and every month, if you know about, uh, if you're with a behavioral wellness company, um, I'm sure this is something that goes all around, but they like to have things like CFTs and it's basically a monthly meeting where everybody gets together and kind of talks about, um, any regressions, any progress, um, new things that are happening, differences we've seen, what's working, what's not working, and then go over the service plans of everybody that's involved with him. So, um, the school was actually a part of that and, um, And so they actually, um, they actually, uh, would sit at the table with us and we'd all kind of, it was kind of like a big round table thing. And so during this, the first CFT, um, they kind of went over what they were seeing in the class, um, and how they felt that these things would, Um, impact Quincy and what they felt like they could do to help so sorry um with that um that's when they kind of let us know um that Quincy had actually started uh taking flight out the class so he didn't want to stay sitting in the class and doing the things that the teacher um was asking him to do and that was kind of, I definitely didn't see that coming. And it was like one of my fears, um, you know, that he would do start doing things that were so extreme where he'd either get kicked out of school or, um, you know, he would end up, uh, like just getting expelled or something. That was like the, me and dad's biggest thing. So when I heard that, I was like, no, 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 no. Um, and he had did it like two or three times and they kind of like got on their walkie talkies each time and was like, okay, where is he going? The school's locked down. So there's no way for him to get out. It was a more way of getting him and containing him. And they started to figure out that he was taking flight across the campus to my, um, oldest daughter's classroom. And he was kind of finding comfort with her teacher. Um, and so Um, they had kind of like immediately came up with a new daily thing for Quincy and they were just kind of like, you know, every day when we transition from classroom to anywhere else and at the end of the day, when you're going from their classroom to the daycare van, someone's going to come and pick you up to do all these transitions and they're going to show you when you can leave your class, where you need to go and that you need to use walking feet and they did that as a a repeat thing for like three weeks walking with him somebody was with him every single day 
And then once he started to show that it looked like he was building that trust and the relationship with um, the counselor and the TA, um, they started letting him one day at a time, once a week, twice a week, be able to uh, make those transitions and then do his own end of day trip from uh, his classroom to the counselor's office to do his end of day check-in before going to the daycare van. And um, he built his trust up with them and school started to become more positive. So um, I have much more to say about Quincy and the ADHD stuff, ADHD stuff. Um, but um, I'm going to end it right there for this episode and we will definitely be picking back up um, on more about Quincy and how we figured out he had ADHD and um, just, you know, kind of what led us there. So I just want to say um, thank you guys for tuning in. This one is about 25 minutes, so I hope that you guys listen to it all. Um, I promise it's all super uh, personal and informal and um, uh, just kind of raw. It's real, you know. So anyway, I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. Uh, we will continue more about Quincy and how we figured out what was going on with him and what led us there. And um, I look forward to chatting with you guys next time. Have a good night.